God, let me flourish like a tree in your courtyard. God, let me flourish like a tree in your courtyard. These are the prayers that bring us home with Ramona Garcia and Gay Slomka. This is John Garland, and we're exploring the Psalms, this ancient prayer book of the Bible that teaches us the spiritual vocabulary of healing, resilience, and praise. The prayers that bring us home. The Psalms are Jesus's prayer book, and we pray them communally each day with him and with our small group. And with the cloud of pilgrims around the world today and the cloud of pilgrims back through the many centuries. And we pray these psalms with you. We're glad that you joined us. Gay and I are going to chat a little bit about today's Psalm 92. Um, How would you describe this psalm, Gay? You know, John, this is a really lovely psalm that when I first read it, I thought, oh, okay, this is pretty straightforward. And then, no, there's a lot, a lot of depth and mystery. And this is just a beautiful psalm. I'm just going to leave it at that. It is really beautiful and just magnificent images. Really, I mean, kind of hold in your heart images. Um, Yeah. Let's begin actually with this distilled prayer. And then we'll listen to all of Psalm 92. And then, Gay, let's come back and have a conversation about it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, John. God, let me flourish like a tree in your courtyard. Psalm 92, a psalm, a song for the Sabbath day. It is good to give thanks to Yahweh and to sing praises to your name, Most High, to declare your hesed in the morning and your faithfulness by night with the ten-string lute and with the harp and with resounding music on the lyre. For you, Yahweh, have made me joyful by what you have done. I will sing for joy over the works of your hands. How great are your works, Yahweh! Your thoughts are very deep. A stupid person has no knowledge. Nor does a foolish person understand this. When the wicked sprouted up like grass and all who did injustice flourished, it was only that they might be destroyed forevermore. But you, Yahweh, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, Yahweh, for behold, your enemies will perish. All who do injustice will be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil, and my eye has looked at my enemies, and my ears hear of the evildoers who rise up against me. The righteous person will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, planted in the house of Yahweh. They will flourish in the courtyards of our God. They will still yield fruit in advanced age. They will be full of sap and very green to declare that Yahweh is just. He is my rock and there is no malice in him. Amen. 
Wow, Psalm 92 is so beautiful and also feels so deep. There's so much happening here, but it, it begins um, uh, in, in this movement of Psalms. It's not, uh, there's not a lot of superscriptions, but it begins by saying this is a song for the Sabbath day. So this is a song that was used on the, on the Saturday mornings, the day of rest. And it begins with this lovely, lovely image of prayer. What do you, what, how are you responding to this, um, game? Well, I was um, kind of taken aback by that superscription of a song for the Sabbath, because I don't think any other psalm has a superscription addressed to the Sabbath like this one. Um, so I wasn't really sure, you know, why. Um, and I think that's something to, I think it's part of the mystery of the psalm. But one of the things I love is verse two, to declare your hesed in the morning and your faithfulness by night. To me, this just is a reminder that, you know, wake up in the morning and my first thought should be of God. And as I'm falling asleep at night, my last thoughts should be of God. I love that. I love that. That's a really good word, uh, Gay. Again, again, here's this rhythm. I'm the rhythm of the morning, the rhythm of the night. Yeah. Just a reminder to everyone: we don't translate the word "hesed" in the Psalms when it comes up. It's it uh, in English. It's generally translated as loving kindness, or there's a whole bunch of different ways it's translated, and that's why we always stick to just the hesed love. It's almost an untranslatable um, word. Um, to declare your hesed in the morning, your faithfulness by night. Another reminder about the Sabbath, um, the, the, the understanding of Sabbath is that it begins at sundown on mm -hmm. Friday night for, for in our modern calendar um, and ends at sundown on uh, Saturday night. Um, th this idea of Sabbath beginning at night um, and then it's in the night when we are most powerless um and we begin in powerlessness um my one of my favorite quotes from the theologians is dietrich bonhoeffer saying all theology begins in silence um and all worship all worship also begins in powerlessness i i, I and and the the day in fact begins in powerlessness and it's about God's work. God works through the night. We don't. And we wake up in the morning and we begin participating in what God is already doing. It's such a healthy way of, of seeing time and seeing ourselves in time that it begins with powerlessness. Then we step into what God is already doing. And this is, this is, I, I, I really like this image in Psalm, I'm sorry, in the, in verse four, I'm getting joy by what you are doing, Yahweh. It, it's my joy comes from what you're doing. I'm singing for joy over the works of your hands. Um, what, what right now, what you and I are talking gay during graduation season, we're always like, let's reflect on all of the things we've done and all we've yeah. accomplished. Yes. And here's a little plaque that says this. This is the complete opposite. We're focused only on what God is doing. Um, and this is what Sabbath is Sabbath right. is to practice powerlessness 
um, to practice powerlessness in the light of what God is doing, which is such a healthy, healthy rhythm. We do it every night as we surrender to sleep, and we do it every week um, as we surrender the, the full day. I also want to say that verse three and four make me want to um, learn to play an instrument better. <laughs> I don't have a 10 string lute or a harp, but I used to play the violin and I'm just like, oh my gosh, here we're called to bring out our instruments and sing for joy. I love that. Yeah. It is really, really fun. I'm I'm profoundly untalented uh, at the mandolin, but that does not keep me from playing in church and singing obnoxiously loud. My wife is always nudging me from behind. You know, be like, you're singing too loud. <laughs> I don't believe that, John. <laughs> oh, I got us I got us sidetracked. I'm sorry. I don't think so. I don't think so because um, it's it, it it this this idea of of focusing in on what Yahweh is doing and then recognizing the limitations. Um, I mean, the, our translation says a stupid person recognizing we don't get it if we we don't get it necessarily. Our perspective is off. We can be yeah. completely consumed by injustice completely consumed by uh, the foolishness of this world, the wickedness of this world. And um, and in verse six and seven, it's essentially like, we don't understand that. You don't, you don't get that. All of this injustice flourishes only so that it can be destroyed forever. Right? The Olam, Yahweh, you are Olam. Here is the perspective. You are forever. And and we have this sort of agricultural image that Jesus is going to use also when talking about injustice. It's like weeds sprouting up and they sprout up yeah. really, really fast and it's mixed into all these other things. And yet uh, it will be uh, uh, destroyed and it, 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 there is justice. There is um, there is a protection of the righteous. And then we have this image in, in Psalm 9. This is a Tower of Babel image. Mm -hmm. uh, all who do injustice will be scattered. The great fear of the, the, the tower builders was that they would be scattered. They're like, let's make a name for ourselves so we won't be scattered by the Ruach, by the wind. Um, and here is the promise. No, you will be scattered. Yeah. The empire will be scattered. The unjust will be scattered. My, my. Okay, verse 10. I want you to talk about that. I am rattled by this verse. And really, I mean, I think you and I, Gabe, we were both like, oh, this is a pretty straightforward psalm. Yeah. This is really lovely. And then we're both like, what? I know. <laughs> I know. Because it, it's this idea. Okay, we, we, we're going to read this in English. I have been anointed with fresh oil. And this is the shocking moment that it's, it's so important in these psalms. You realize, oh, the voice here is the Messiah's voice reminding us again, we're listening in on the Messiah praying. Um, I have been anointed with fresh oil. My eye has seen the enemies. My ears have seen all this, e all these evildoers. 
um, in this experience of being being exalted. What's so wild is that in verse 10, the, the word that we, um, we translate as anointed is used a lot in the Hebrew scriptures and never translated as anointed. Normally, when we talk about anointing, we have the Messiah verb, the mashach, the, the Messiah. The, this, the, but here it's a different Hebrew word. I've been, um, the Hebrew word is balal. It's, but it's not translated as anointed anywhere else. All, everywhere else in the Hebrew scriptures, it's, it's translated as mixed up or confounded. Um, it's a, it's a, but, but because it sits next to with fresh oil, generally it's translated in English as, as anointed, but it's this idea, I think that with the anointing comes this complete vision. Uh-huh. So when the Messiah, the Messiah has complete vision of eternity. Yes. And the beauty and power of God. Yes but also a complete vision of the enemy and a complete vision of the rebellion, a complete vision of like the evildoers rising up. Um, and it's not pleasant. Um, we think of, I think we can think of like to be anointed is to be blessed. But in fact, here we see to be anointed is to be in some ways cursed with the vision of evil's truth and i think that you know jesus for all this time was struggling to explain this to the to the disciples like this yeah. is going to be hard to yeah. be the messiah is to receive that curse and no when you were talking about that all i could think about was jesus um and his conversations with the pharisees you know um just actually seeing what was underneath <clears throat> their uh, conversations. It wasn't just about the law. They were trying to trick him, but he, Jesus could actually see how to respond and really what their, they, they were trying to say, which was not, what god had intended okay i'm not sure i know how to talk about that but uh, you i think you're spot on gay that's a really really good word that's a really good point you always wonder like how did jesus respond so well yeah to the challenges to the hurt how did jesus know when to ask a different question when to be silent when to challenge and it's this idea of like oh he could see yeah he could, he could hear in, at, at a level that we just can't necessarily see necessarily here. I, I, I think this is also something that happens when we pray to, to Jesus. The same thing happens with us. Like Jesus yeah. sees all of the <laughs> enemy stuff in us and in hears us rightly in a way that makes that, it just, it just, it makes that have to fall away or, or, or be, yeah. um, uh, you know, uh, um, overwhelmed by that light that scene mm -hmm. well i think we all just adore the ending of this psalm oh, i know it August I know day, this image of the courtyards of god and there's so much beauty in in this ending and i think we're all we're all feeling called to this this is where it shifts more to 
the followers of the Messiah or those um, here's the Sadiq, the 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 righteous ones. Would you would you? Yeah. Uh, do this well, I love how it starts. The righteous the righteous person will flourish like the palm tree. It will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They will flourish in the courtyards of God. And then verse 14, because I am of the advanced age, they will still yield fruit in advanced age. And then it's countered with, they will be full of sap and very green, which you think of as like a new shoot coming up. So I, I love how these advanced age and youth are countered against each other, the the characteristics of youth, sap and green, and yet they're going to still yield fruit in an advanced age. That gives me hope. Yeah, that's, that's and then ending with, he is my rock. There is no malice. God is my rock. Yeah. The foundation to stand on. I imagine this, I mean, back to the, back to the, you know, the, the crucifixion and the suffering of the, of the Messiah and this sort of the curse of being a sea and well, the ones who followed him it, he, he Jesus died on a Friday and then they had to prepare for the Sabbath. And then they had that full day of just pure, utter powerlessness. And here we have a song for the Sabbath day. Imagine, imagine the women, uh, you know, w w waiting there in the dark of that day, and they have to sing this song. Uh, they have to sing this song. It's memorized, and they're they're maybe one of them starts humming it, and then they start humming it together, and then they have to sing this praise song even in the night, even in their utter powerlessness, they have to sing about being a sap-filled tree. They have to sing about being in the courtyard of God. Even when you don't feel like it, we are still trees in the courtyard of God. And what a stunning gift to have this ancient prayer call us into that being and, and, and call us into that annunciation that spiritual witness bearing that we are in the presence of god we're in the courtyard of god and god is bearing fruit through us um, and that all of this wickedness all the evil will be scattered but god is forever that is such a beautiful image john it is a really beautiful prayer it really is so yeah. beautiful and complicated Thanks so much, Gay. Thank you, John. God, let me flourish like a tree in your courtyard. God, let me flourish like a tree in your courtyard. God, let me flourish like a tree in your courtyard.
Isn't it amazing to pray with the Messiah? These ancient prayers, they were held by an enslaved people through the horrific exile in Babylon and crafted and organized and woven together into this prayer book to heal an entire nation and, and the whole world. These prayers that Jesus used and lived into and unveiled and gave to us, gave to all of us through the centuries to pray together. These are the prayers that bring us home. Well, blessings you all. We'll see you tomorrow. And until then, may the peace of Christ walk with you on your long journey home. We are all going home together.